The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California. So glad you could join me. Tonight, it's all about love and the law of attraction with best-selling author and love expert, Mary Knight. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her wealth of knowledge about falling in love and even more importantly, how to keep your love alive. She is absolutely brilliant. And I'm also thrilled to announce that Mary has a brand new show on Law of Attraction Radio Network, and she will be doing live shows on the first and third Thursday of every month answering your questions on air. Uh, her show is going to be live at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time or 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you're living, you can tune into that live show. And don't forget, if you can't make the live show because perhaps you're out of the country or in Europe or Africa or wherever, you can send her questions and she'll be able to answer them online. Now, Mary has an amazing story of her background, and this is the reason why she knows so much about love. And it's also the reason why I am so thrilled to have her join me today. So let's take a fast break and we'll be right back talking about love and the law of attraction. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Are you ready to be activated to draw money to you? Hi, I'm Jules, and I created the triple-powered money activation app featuring a powerful LOA hypnosis session with high-frequency sounds from Code Dimensions that was fully energized by energy transformer Eric Altman. That's why I call it the triple-powered money activation. I've been getting amazing reports on the effectiveness of this state-of-the-art app. Best part is the app is only $9.99, and you can find it on iTunes and Google Play to download into your smartphone. Just put in money activation in the App Store search and look for our green triple-powered money activation app. Use it every night as you fall asleep. Get yours today and start manifesting money tomorrow. Okay, we are back. Hey, don't forget the latest and greatest issue of Law of Attraction magazine is now available for you to read. It's featuring the most incredible psychic, Colette Baron-Reed, and she's talking about manifestation. It's so good. And we also have a story of a gal who manifested 
$20,000. And an amazing story about a paraplegic 21-year-old who did stem cell therapy and regained the use of his upper torso. This is brilliant, and we are seeing dramatic results using stem cells that can literally change people li people's lives. You know, this is exactly the things that you need to know about because every new development, health-wise or otherwise, you are aware. And once you are aware of something, you can set your intention for it to come into your life. And we also have a brilliant article written by our guest tonight, Mary Knight. And we're going to be talking about that because it is really a must-read article. So I want you to go to lawofattractionmagazine.net and start reading because this is a phenomenal issue. So let's get on with tonight's show. Welcome, Mary Knight, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I am so excited that you're now on the network because this topic of love really needs to be addressed. And you have this really incredible um, slant, shall we say, that I haven't heard before. It's absolutely mind-provoking. Great. I'm, I am excited to be here. I'm excited to be part of the network. I think it's it's just what I was looking for. You know, a place where other people who were looking for more information about the law of attraction and especially love and the law of attraction because I really don't hear that many people talking about love uh, the law of attraction's role in dating and especially romance and marriage and sex. And get it, it along like, with people. Um, yes, and yes. Yeah, and I think it's just, um, I, I don't know if people just back away from talking about sex in the spiritual community, if it's because people don't want to know about it, or if because people are shy, if it's a cultural thing, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> But I know I enjoy talking about it, and teaching people about it, and I'm getting, I get great responses from coaching clients and, and workshops and all that kind of stuff. So I think this is a perfect forum because this gives people a chance to ask me questions live too. Exactly. And you are going to have a live show. Um, and so that is going to be a great opportunity for people to finally ask personal questions about what's occurring in their life and what they're doing wrong or what even what they're doing right. Sure, because a lot of people wonder what they're doing wrong, mm -hmm. right? And then, and and then something great will happen, and they're thinking, "Oh, this is it! This is it! This is it!" And then it ends up going a way that they didn't want it to go, and it seems like they get in this pattern of doing the same things over and over again. You know, not just with uh, jobs or friendships or relationships with family, but especially it becomes apparent in dating. You know, thinking that you've got this great person that you feel like you know them, and then once you get along in the relationship, you realize, oh, this is the same person I dated last time. I, yeah, I've been fooled again. And just figuring out, you know, why is that? 
what's really going on? Right. And yeah. it's, as Wayne Dyer said, uh, we don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. <laughs> <laughs> which you know depending on your perspective is great news or not so great news i'm teasing but <laughs> yeah but it's getting to know well who well then who the heck am i exactly well you have a really really tremendous story and it is so inspiring um would you mind telling everybody your background and what got you into being known as the love expert well um many many years ago when my children were small uh, i have three grown children now uh, i was the sole support of my three small children all under the age of 12. Mm. i had just gotten divorced for the second time in seven years and I wasn't getting any child support from either of my ex-husbands and one of my ex-husbands was in prison on uh, drug and weapons charges and uh, yes and I didn't know that I was just wondering why I hadn't heard from him and I was actually relieved that I hadn't heard from him in some time but he just kind of wandered away um and I was working two jobs I was completely exhausted and without going into a great amount of detail, a one of the, the jobs I had uh, at night was working as a waitress in a strip club. And an opportunity presented itself for me to become what was called a private dancer, working for an escort service. And then that led into my being a full-time escort, which is a fancy word for a high-paid prostitute so that's what I was doing and I did that for several years and while I was working as an escort and supporting my kids I started to study Buddhism mm. and I started to meditate and I really started to get to know myself and the more and more that I, I studied and got to know myself I realized that these appointments that I was having with these men were actually divine appointments because I was meeting these people and we were having these extraordinary experiences. And, and again, it's you know, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but it was because I learned how to relate to these people as the spiritual beings that they were and really listen to them. You know, because, you know, these men were, most of them, they were cheating on their wives. You know, yeah. but at the same time, they were telling me, oh, I love my wife so much. And then I would finally say, well, why are you here with me then? And then they would tell me, well, you know, I don't feel wanted. I don't feel needed. Um, I, I don't feel desired. I feel like she likes me, or she doesn't like me, but she likes my money. Oh. So I was hearing the same story over and over again. It wasn't just one man. It was Every man was telling me the same story, and I thought, this is really extraordinary. So, as I became, I guess what I would call more spiritually evolved and really being present, I realized that I couldn't do that anymore. You know, I couldn't continue to be actually, you know, part of a problem that these men were having. I was just an escape. I was mm. not helping anybody. And... I decided, okay, it's time for me to move on. And 
I started to write my memoirs, I, and I kept a journal this whole time. And I started to write down my experiences, the things that men were telling me, um, noticing how I felt when I was with certain people, um, and just really examining the why of of these men's visits. And the more I got into that, the more I got to know myself, and then the more I realized, okay, I just, as I said, I just can't do this anymore. I was just becoming so aware. I just was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't good for me, um, and I don't like sharing myself with so many people. And so I um, took what I learned, and through the advice of my clients and a mastermind group that I was with, they were like, you need to share this information with the world. And I thought, oh gosh who's going to want to hear what I have to say? You know, especially with my background, who's going to, who's going to want to listen to anything I have to say. But I realized it, the information that I have is really great. And it's really interesting and it doesn't really matter where it comes from. Right. You know, as, as, as long as it's the truth. And so I slowly started to kind of make my way out into the world. And I, I wrote a book that became a bestseller and it was called, or it's called how to keep your man out of my bed. And it isn't what it sounds like. I mean, yes, there are some, I do talk a little bit about sex, but mostly it's about making a connection Mm. with a man. It's like, what does he really want from you? Because so, such a small part of the time that I was spending with clients was actually having sex. That was maybe 20% of the time. The other was talking, sharing, laughing, relating. And I know that sounds surprising to a lot of people, but that's what men were paying for. Men were paying to have someone listen to them and be nice to them. Yeah, I know that always blew my mind. (laughs) I thought, wow, that's really sad. You know, that men don't feel like they have that. But at the same time, those men weren't communicating with their wives what they wanted and needed. They really didn't know how. No, they didn't have the language. They didn't know they they didn't know what to say because they were supposed to just be strong and silent right. and go out and and make the money and 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 take care of the family and not really have any needs or wants or desires, especially not emotional ones. And then the women did not know how to communicate with their man as well. Exactly. Because I have found that it's the women who become bored with the sexual part of the, of the relationship long yeah. before the man does. Mm-hmm. Right? And we mm-hmm. think that because men are out cheating, it's because they're bored. Right. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when men are out cheating, it's not because they're bored with their sex life. It's because their sex life is is pretty much non-existent or because they don't feel wanted. Like I said, wanted, needed, desired. And so a lot of times women, you know, I'm I'm a mom, you know, I've had three kids. And so I know you don't exactly feel sexy when you've got little kids running around, you know. And so for some women, they have a hard time communicating that to their husbands and saying, hey, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I love you and I'm tired. You know, and then men don't don't know how to make having sex enticing to their wives. True. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of this. And then, you know, and then it just over time, that relationship, even though they may love each other, the physical part of the relationship erodes. And for a lot of spiritual people, they don't have any place to go to get answers for that. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? 
Wow. Yeah. This is really good information. So let's start off at the beginning then. How do you know that when you are attracting the right person to you? Because, well, that's been a problem for me. I was not attracting the right person to me. So how do you how do you start getting into attracting the right people? Well, you know, that's that also was something that that happened with me as well is that I would would it's would meet somebody and they would it would be the same person over and over again. Right. Like I mentioned before, that's a lot. Like we have a type, you know, that we that we attract. Right. Repeating patterns. Yeah. Sure. We're repeating a pattern because it's, again, not attracting what we want, but who we are. So what I recommend, like say if I have somebody that's a coaching client and they are just meeting these same guys over and over again, I what I do is I say, okay, a good first step is to notice, okay, this is not what I want. You know, the universe is providing contrast. You're like, okay, you know what? I don't want someone who's jealous. I don't want someone who's possessive. I don't want someone who's insecure. And I'm going to back up to say I know what we're saying is is a lot of negative stuff. But but generally speaking, when women communicate, it's so much easier for us to say what we don't want than what we do want. Oh, that's true. Right? And so a lot of women are like, oh, I feel like I'm being so negative. It's like, okay, well, well, good. It's good that you know what you don't want because now we can turn it around to okay well what do I want and so you change the focus from the negative to the the positive and I know that sounds so simple right but so many of us don't do that just out of habit and so it's getting clear on what you want so if so if someone is insecure it's like oh well I want someone who's secure you know, I want someone who is open. I want someone who is trusting. You know, because women who tend to a- attract jealous partners attract jealous partners over and over and over and over again. Right. right? So, so, so what you're saying is that we have to get clear about what's going on with us in order to change who we're attracting to us. Exactly. And and one of the ways that, that I I do this with clients is working on, okay, well, what do you believe? And if someone asks me, well, what do I believe? It's like, uh, <laughs> uh-uh, what do I believe? You know, it's, it's like saying, what, what do you do? It's like, well, look at a situation in your life. What would someone have to believe to have created a situation where these things are happening? You know, what would you, what would, so, so say someone who has, who constantly attracts non-committal partners, right? That's a lot, that's something that both men and women complain about it's like oh I can't find anybody who really wants to be in a real relationship with me mm-hmm. and so I I ask well if you had a friend who was having this problem what would you think they believed about love to keep attracting somebody who doesn't want to be in love mm. right and so then they'll start naming things off I think I think well they would think that uh, they're not good enough I don't know, or, or maybe they think that um, they're they're afraid that they're not going to do it right. You know, these are things that, that I've heard people say. Maybe they think that they, um, yeah, that they're just going to, what's the point? 
it never works out for them anyway. Right. right. And so those are some, some of the common beliefs that people have. And when you look at that, a lot of times when people say like, oh, my gosh, I really believe that. And for a lot of people, just acknowledging that they have that belief is enough for them to go, oh, my gosh, that's not true. You know, and then we can say, OK, well, what is true? What would you like to be true? And then start working on that. Ah, you're getting people into visualizing and feeling exactly what they want. That's good that's like a visualization well it's how do you I start off like with with saying first how do you want to feel because a lot of times when we're talking about romance people get fixated on a particular person it's like Mm -hmm. well I want this person to love me I want to have a relationship with that woman and I get people to back up and say okay well how do you want to feel Let's not focus on one person. Like, what, are you, what do you want to experience with that person? So I could say, oh, I want to be with someone like George Clooney. Sure, okay. <laughs> and yeah. I, want, I want to feel absolutely beautiful and that I am matching his incredible stature in life. So I want to match his vibration. Right or that, wrong? Exactly. No, that that's right. That's exactly right. Because you don't. It, it, but saying, "I want to be with George Clooney," is very limiting. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's very limiting. But and and people, even if someone isn't isn't famous like George Clooney, and it's just somebody that you that you have the hots for, or yeah. even someone who's your ex that you want to get them back. You're thinking, well, why? What is it about that that you want to experience? And does it really have to be with that person? But but honestly, for a lot of people, trying to get them to focus and say, well, no, it doesn't have to be with them. Th- that doesn't work because they want it to be with them. So it's like, okay, well, saying you want it to be with them, okay, that's fine. But what about yeah. that do you want to experience? Like what you were saying. Yeah. You want to you be a vibration, vibrational match for for love and feeling great and being excited and feeling so, wanted. In the law of attraction, am I supposed to make myself happy and not really concern myself with their happiness because it's their responsibility? What's the give and back and forth and what is that supposed to be like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Because anyone who is a compassionate person, which I'm sure most of the people listening to this are, we are concerned about the way that other people feel. Mm-hmm. And we want people to feel good and we want to make people happy. Right. And many of us are taught that that's actually our, our job, that it's our duty, that that is what makes us valuable in a relationship is how we make someone else feel. But even this language that I'm using is false. We can't make anyone think or feel or be anything. No more than anyone can make us happy. Happiness, just like sadness, just like joy, excitement, all of those are choices that we make. We choose to be happy. And I know when someone's unhappy, they don't want to hear that. (laughs) You know, when you're happy, it's easy to think, oh, yeah, I chose this. Because whenever we look at someone or something or a situation and we're thinking, oh, it has to be this way, 
so that I can be happy. He has to say this to me so that I can be happy. She can't do that or I won't be happy. We're taking all of the power that we have and we're placing it outside of us. Mm. And so what we're telling the universe or source is, hey, I'm completely dependent on things going on outside of me. Instead of tuning into to our source energy, tuning into that nice high vibration that we want to feel mm. and coming from there because that's empowering. You know, when we're, when we're happy and we're vibrating at this, this nice level, high level, and then somebody comes in and they do something and we're like, ah, gee, you know, I, I've asked him over and over again not to do that. He knows that it irritates me. But instead of going there, staying with, huh, you know what, I was perfectly happy before that happened. Where, where did that go? Where is that? And tapping back into that tuning back into that and going, hmm, you know what, I am happy now, even though he's doing that, I'm still choosing to be happy. And what happens is, because your vibration is different than that activity that's going on, either that activity will stop, because it's not resonating with what you're vibrating, mm -hmm. or you will leave the room, or he'll leave the room, or, or whatever, it just, it cannot continue if you're not a vibrational match for that activity. Because once you get happy, then your vibration is happiness and it's being projected out. So it's real hard for another person not to be happy when you're happy. Right? Or is that false? Well, because you're it, projecting it out. And in other words, you're not projecting out a anger or a victim mentality where another person would feel defensive sure Th that that's true but have have you ever been in a situation where you walk into a room and you're feeling great and everybody else in there is is down because of whatever yeah. they were talking about right. and so at that time i know so many of us myself included in the past have made a choice where I thought, well, I'm going to fit in and I'm going to kind of bring my vibe down here so I can kind of, you know, be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I, now I would never do that. I, I stay where I was at my nice, happy, higher vibe. And what ends up happening is I have to leave because I don't fit in. Ah. Uh. You know, and it's not because I'm I'm mad or irritated or they told me to leave. It's because it just I doesn't just don't feel well. In. Yeah, right. But sometimes, though, you your happiness and all either is going to annoy the other people, which I'm sure a lot of us have experienced. <laughs> you know, being Mary Sunshine in a situation where other people aren't in the mood for that, they get irritated and they'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else will say, oh, oh, yeah, I want to be happy. This is fun. Oh, I'm so glad you came in. Wow. I, um, it, for, for me, and I know my listeners have heard this many, many times, is that I grew up with the victim mentality. So whatever anybody said to me, male or female, at that time I always took it wrong because I thought they were attacking me and I've seen this in a lot of relationships with men and women as well is that the man is 
speaking possibly in a different frame, but the woman is misinterpreting it because of her past. Is that, you know, what do you do to correct that situation? How do you bring somebody to the point where they're finally going to take responsibility for their own emotions and not blame the other person? That's the basics of the law of attraction. Oh, sure. Yeah, and and intimate romantic relationships are the place where if you want to work out some stuff or find out, you know, what your charges are, (laughs) that's going to be the place to do it. and yes, that does happen a lot where we'll use the example of the, of the man says something and the woman takes it the wrong way. And she's like, golly, I just, I can't do anything right, can I? Right. You know, every, th- every time I do anything, you just have something terrible to say to me. And the man is usually like, what? What happened? You know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say anything, you know, kind of thing. And and it's it's to, when, when women do relate a, a situation like that to me, I ask them, okay, you know, what, what did he say? And then she says it, and I'll say it back to her in a completely different tone, right? Because usually the tone she's using with me is, and then he said, nah, 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 you know, like that, like the <laughs> yeah. way that she took it. But yeah. if I say it, because, you know, she's not in love with me, I, as a neutral party, I say it in just a, like a tone, like I'm talking to you right now, she's like, oh. <laughs> and, and often, I know this is so simple, but this is just, you know, the beginning layers of this is that often when our attention is brought to something, we're able to see it for what it is. Right. Even if it's just a glimpse. Right. Like, oh, wow. And also going, hey, you're in love with this man. You love him. Can you give him the benefit of the doubt? Mm. Right. And in that respect, then it comes back to us. That's where we have to learn. That we're, it's like we're a bit narcissistic, some of us, when we keep on with the blame game instead of looking at ourselves. Maybe that's not the proper word, but I mean, that's even what I apply to myself sometimes, you know, it's like, it's so easy to blame the other person that... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's easy to blame the other person when you think that everything is about you. Mm. Like what you were saying, like being narcissistic. It's like listening to people in conversations, like when you're having a difficult conversation with a loved one. If you can listen to them without thinking, what's in it for me? Right. Then your relationship will transform. And I'm even talking about situations where your partner is talking to you about about something, you know, praising someone else, you know, saying, wow, you know, I really love working with Janet because she just really gets stuff done and I just really appreciate the way that she's so focused and, and concentrated and centered. And then the wife will say, Janet, Who's Janet, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of thinking, because what she's doing is thinking about, well, how does this relate to me instead That's of, just, right. listen, instead of That's just listening right. to what he's saying? That's right. Immediately. Isn't that funny? I know that there's a lot of women out there who are going, <laughs> oh, that just hit something here. That hit a nerve. You're absolutely correct. Well, yeah. And it's empowering when you don't make everything about you. Mm-hmm. 
because you can just you can be poised you can actually listen and get to know your partner on a deeper level because you're actually able to listen and be present instead of thinking again how this affects me or or why is he talking about her and not me and I know it sounds childish but a lot of this stuff does come from just not you know allowing ourselves to grow up because yeah, you're right. Hurt. You're right. And it's sometimes easier to treat children better than you treat your man. <laughs> well, they're easy. <laughs> you know, they're easy. We can unconditionally love our kids. You know, they don't they don't do things to just piss us off. <laughs> like Right. If they leave our if they leave their socks around, a lot of times, you know, when my sons would leave their socks around, it would be irritating to me, but it wouldn't just like enrage me like if my husband did <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly isn't that something yeah because i took it personally I like, like this he's... is the man i love <laughs> and he's doing it just to irritate me just to make me mad because he knows that it's going to push my buttons he knows i hate that yes exactly yeah and, and, and as if like really what what husband would ever ever want to incur the wrath of a wife (laughs) (laughs) so well put so well put you know (laughs) this is amazing oh boy i gotta tell you i'm gonna be listening to your show every week i just know that all of my previous marriages i had it totally wrong and it's time that i start looking at what um, I need to change with me because just as a relationship with other people men and women even working relationships it still comes back to me getting my buttons pushed and if I knew myself and knew my what I'm doing then I won't be as reactive and isn't that how we all want to be? Yes. I, because I think that's the key to true peace and happiness is observing more. Mm. You know, getting getting our, you know, what we call ourselves, you know, out of the way of what's going on. And I'm not saying that's easy, but it certainly can be done. Just being more introspective and thinking okay, I see this is going on, it's outside of me, it's happening, I don't really care for it, but really, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> you know, I mean, easier said than done, right. but I mean, it does, but it takes practice, and you can start practicing things like that, like you mentioned, a work relationship, where, you know, or a friendship, where the stakes aren't quite so high as with a, someone you're dating. Right. Interesting. Now, just for the listeners, you just got married. I did. <laughs> I did. September 4th. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Now, I, so I'm, I'm 51. I mean, I've been married. I just want to say this for the listeners out there. I have been, for the men and the women, and my, my husband is also 51. It's like, so I've been married and divorced three times. I used to work as a fancy prostitute. Okay. And and we met when I was 49 and I'm married. So it's like if if y'all are looking for somebody and if 
I can find somebody, you can find somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. Think about those odds. Think about the things that were going against me. And did you you use the law of attraction to (laughs) attract him into your life? How did you do that when you were 49? I did. And, you know, it wasn't just law of attraction. It was the law of detachment and the law of allowance. Ooh, please explain. Yes. Well, the law of detachment is, is, is where you put out your intention, right? Like the law of attraction, say, like in, a lot of people like to do this in the form of writing. And you write down, like, okay, this is what I want. These are the qualities, the characteristics, the feelings. This is what I want. And then you expect it to happen, right? You allow it to happen by getting out of the way. So I know some of my some of my clients, what they've done is they've written down the list and literally took this list, put it in the back of a drawer, put other stuff on top of it, shut the drawer, and l- just let it go. That's the law of detachment, right? And by detaching, then you are allowing. The law of allowance is allowing it to happen I'm trying to that's it's pretty straightforward it's pretty simple by not thinking oh gosh you know maybe maybe um maybe I didn't write it down just right maybe maybe I should have said this maybe I should have said that like nope no 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 no. I'm gonna allow it to happen I'm gonna allow it to happen and detachment and allowance are kind are, are so closely related now the law of attraction is when we put out our intentions and we're like okay this is what this is what I want Right. We're all familiar with that. But yeah, law of detachment, law of allowance. There's also the law of polarity, you know, where when things come up that we don't like, that we don't want, they're the opposite of what we said we wanted. It gives us a chance to go, oh, okay, I'm going to turn that around Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier. So if a person is writing it all down and puts it away, but yet they have this inner longing this inner desire and knowing that why isn't it here already where does that fit in i mean it seems like that's going to those emotions are going to be detracting from the original intent well sure sure and that's that's the allowance that's where the allowance comes in okay is if you if you are you have to allow it to happen you have to trust that it's going to happen and so say you have these feelings come up you're like oh gosh i'm i'm lonely mm-hmm. you know where is this person i i want love because i don't have love right that's yeah. where we get that's where we get tricked or or it gets tricky is it's like well you want love because you want to create more love in your life it's not you don't want love because you don't have love I mean that's what in the natural world that's what it looks like oh well I want it because I don't have it shuh why else would I be asking for it if I had it I wouldn't be I wouldn't be asking for it you know but it's it's I don't want to get off on a on a spin off on a weird tangent here but it's it's knowing that you have love inside of you now and you want to increase that love so when you are thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I feel lonely, I don't have this, you can go back to those feelings of love that you had when you were writing down the things that you wanted mm. because that is in you. Mm. And I'm not saying it's easy. It can be. 
because you can make it a habit whenever you're thinking, oh, gosh, I really don't like the way that I feel right now. It's like, okay, well, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. It's like I want to feel better. Okay. So it's kind of like you have to be really vigilant that when you start getting in those feelings of not having and waiting and waiting and waiting, that's when you really have to let go of those and focus in again on what it felt like to create that list. Yes, and I don't want it to sound so, I guess, I mean, it's simple, right? What we're talking about is simple. There's nothing complicated about what we're saying. But I don't want it to make it sound, I don't want to be glib about it and go, yeah, just write it down and forget about it and you'll get what you want. Mm. Because if that were true, you know, all of our lives would be a lot different than they are right now most right. for most of us. It's, it is having some, some discipline about it too. And, and like you're saying, being vigilant and remembering, yes, I had this feeling inside of me and I want this feeling inside of me to expand. And so a lot of times when we have these emotions, especially strong emotions that are negative emotions, it is easy to get off track and, and, and become hopeless and think, yeah, whatever, and get angry. And that's those emotions that we have are an indicator that we are not connected to source. Mm. If you're feeling down, you're feeling low, it means that you have become disconnected. And it's mm. an excellent reminder to get reconnected. That's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a very good point. You have to get reconnected. And you also have to take that action step because if you're just sitting at home pining away that you're not in love or somebody's not loving you, what are you doing to facilitate that person coming into your life? <laughs> An action step. You know, that's... That's that's true. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah, not just writing, not just writing down affirmations or writing down things you want and then not doing anything about it. You know, there is, you know, taking some action. And one of the things that that I think is interesting and, and fun is that if you're sitting at home thinking, "Oh gosh, you know, I I I just don't have love in my life. No one loves me. Mm-hmm. I'm not being loved. I don't have a lover." Is it, is looking at, okay, well, where am I not loving myself? Mm. And typically, it's with some kind of self-care. And this is true for men and women. If we're not feeling loved, then we're probably not doing very loving things for ourselves, you know, in the form of not eating right, not getting enough sleep, not exercising. And so when we indulge in self-care, Typically, those things take us outside of the house to places where other people are taking care of themselves. That's, that is just beautiful, the way you said that. That is so important. And I haven't heard that before. So th- that is the key. I think that is very vital that people need to hear. I, you know, I, I know that's true because I've seen it demonstrated in my life and the lives of my friends as well as the lives of my coaching clients. I have people write me emails, people who have read my book, and they tell me these kinds of things. And it's, yeah, it makes me feel good, but it's also sometimes it's a little bit scary, like, oh, wow, 
all this really is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We are so powerful. Yeah. And again, really... yeah, it's not complicated. But I'm not going to downplay and say, oh, yeah, this is so easy. I mean, but, you know, it can be. You know, um, you just wrote an article for Law of Attraction magazine. And uh, it is so absolutely brilliant because it has to do with the spirituality of a relationship. And I've never, ever heard the things that you put into that article. It's absolutely brilliant. I want everybody to go and read that. But I want you to, to talk about the feminine and the masculine side because that is just incredible information and it's something that we just have been taking you know especially if you're a woman's liver like i am you know i've been out there you know canvassing for the women and everything and it's so easy to forget the feminine nature of being a woman because of that so can you talk a little bit about the article yeah, sure. And, you know, like you, it's like I, you know, I can call myself a feminist. I don't know if you call yourself feminist, but I, I do because that means that I'm for women having the same rights as men do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where where that word got a, a, a negative connotation, but uh, but it's the article talks about how there is masculine energy and feminine energy. And relative to the article, I talk about how source is the masculine energy and how we as human beings are the feminine energy. And so often when we are out of balance, when a feminine, like, okay, in terms of dating, a woman who is out of balance with her feminine energy and is way over in her masculine energy is the type of woman who will call a man first. I know people might not, this might not be popular, but I don't, I'll, I'll keep this simple, <laughs> keep it short. She's the one that calls the man first. She's the one that is uncomfortable with men paying for her drinks or her, her meals. Mm -hmm. uh, she springs into action and does, 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 is always trying to prove that she's interesting and she's smart and she's capable, all these kinds of things. And none of, there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but that is not feminine energy, right? Feminine energy receives, masculine energy gives. And in our culture, for some reason, we've been told that being in your feminine energy is weak and yeah. that that's not being in the place of power. Because a lot of women will say, well, why can't I call him? He has all the control. It's like, that's only control if you think that's control. Why in the world would you think that him calling you is being in control you're in control because y he, you say yes or no wow you know it's like it's just it's just a matter of perspective and that's just a very simple example but if you think of, if you think of that I, I simplify that a lot there's a lot a lot to that but if you think about your role as being a human being and being this wonderful extension of source and you're doing, 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 you never even can see all the things that are out there for you. Often we just get in the way of receiving and allowing. You know, and you can find that out by doing simple little experiments by saying, okay, in the next, you know, three days, I want to see some yellow butterflies. 
you know, and I know it sounds simple or, or I want to see, I'm going to look for red cars. I want to see 10 red cars in the next 48 hours or whatever it is. And if you actually will pay attention, you will see those things. They will be given to you. They will be shown to you. But we just get so busy that we don't look. Wow. So we're not allowing the masculine energy of source to give to us because we are actually preventing by taking, trying to take control and do, do, do by ourselves. Is that right? That's right. That's right. I'm sorry if I made that complicated in my example, but yes, that's, that's exactly right. It's like, if you're always doing, like, just think about if you're always giving, how can you receive? Right. I mean, just from an energetic, just from an energetic sense, like if you have your hand and you're giving something to somebody, you know, how are you going to take with that hand? It's this constant, like, and, and, and women in particular have a, a, a problem, or I should say challenged with overgiving, because overgiving is just another form of control. Doing, oh. doing, doing is just another form of control. Yeah. Oh, so my. How, how can you receive if you're controlling everything? Those two vibes don't go together. Yeah. Wow. Do- what an aha moment. <laughs> wow. And that, I mean, for the first time, I've heard it put into a relationship, uh, male and female. And in that regards, then, the female should let the man give and, and take it gratefully then. Men are hardwired to give. Men are hardwired to do. If you ever ever notice that, if you, if you yeah. go, a lot of women complain about this. They go to the the, uh, the man because they just want him to listen, and he's coming up with solutions to get stuff done because yeah. that's what they do, and it's easy for them. Like it's easy. It's just second nature. That's just how they are. It's not you're not taking anything. It's not a burden to them. But what becomes a burden to them is if you never receive, if you'll never let them give to you. It, it wears on them. It wears them out. Energetically, mm. they, they just get worn down and worn out. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like we could just go on. There's so many wow. <laughs> tentacles to this conversation. It's so, it's so fascinating to me. So fascinating. That's why I do a lot of writing because it's, it's, the, it's one way where I can really get it focused. I have to take, okay, this one idea. Okay, I'm going to write about this. This other idea, I'm going to write about that. In writing that article, I'm not kidding, I wrote three different articles. And I just <laughs> had to cut it down to one. I was like, okay, I'm just going to talk about this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, uh, this is a brilliant article. Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's like being put into proper perspective. I, I'm just thrilled about all of this information. When you got married and when you discovered that you wanted to marry this man, did you notice that it was you that changed? That you were allowing him to be him? What is it? Tell us about how you knew that this was the man that you were going to marry. Oh, wow. You know, um, I knew when I saw him. Really? Well, 
I knew something was special. I didn't know that we were going to get married, but I knew something was different. And how I knew was because I felt like he saw me. I felt seen. And it, it was incredible. I, I really tried to think about how else to put it, but I knew he saw me. Like he, I, I felt like he was just completely present. He was just right there in that moment. And how I changed, because I'm, how I know so much about overgiving and being, women being in their masculine <laughs> is because, you know, as a single mom for a lot of years, that was me. And you know, I liked these men who were strong men and these alpha men, and they liked me at first, but then it, I never let them be the man because I didn't know how. I was afraid to back off because I thought, well, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And then I was like, well, how do I even know that? I've never even let anyone do anything. And so I learned over over time that, okay, uh, I can trust men to get things done. And um, I, after driving away, you know, lots of men, I, when when this one came along, I thought, I'm going to be something different. I'm going to really tune into him, and I'm going to see what's going on. And I just let him be the man. And it required a lot of trust on my part. But trust requires confidence. I had to be confident in myself that I deserved to have him do things for me. Mm. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of a, it's like none of these things are by themselves, by, 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 by themselves, right? You can't, you can't have trust without confidence. You mm. know, you can't have confidence without trust. Mm. You know, you can't have detachment without allowance, without attraction. Without, you, you know, it's like they all just weave in together. And, and, and we, we just try to take these things piece by piece and, and apply them in our lives and make them work. And then you and me try to explain how, we, how it works to other people. And it's, I had to just let him be himself. And that meant that I had to be me. And that can be scary. Yeah, so you are your true authentic self and you're allowing him to be his true authentic self. Do you agree with him 100% of the time or does it even matter anymore? If you could see my face right now, you would have the answer. <laughs> um no, I, of course I don't because we're, we're human and we have personalities, you know, and it's sure he's this beautiful spiritual being, but he's, he's still a dude, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that about him. I do. I love that. I, it, it's, but no, we don't agree on everything and, and sure we have some arguments, but I catch myself and go, oh wait, whoa, this isn't important. And I'll even say that out loud. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I brought this up. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to go in the other room for a minute. And then we laugh. I mean, because that's, it's, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a, it, there's a lot for me to learn in this. Um, 
uh, he, I can tell you already, you've got a hit show. <laughs> got a hit show it's gonna be great so i want to tell everybody to remember if you want to ask mary questions about your personal life and she will take your call and also mary tell us where we can go to buy your books of course your show page has on loaradionetwork.com forward slash mary dash night um my website is lovemagnetcoaching.com and i have uh, books for sale on my website those books are also on amazon it's probably easier to find them on my website or on the the um, show page than it is to find it on amazon um (laughs) (laughs) just you can put it because how to keep your man out of my bed is the name of the book and you'd have to put in that whole title to find it on amazon oh boy i gotta i'm gonna recommend this book for quite a few people that i personally know (laughs) (laughs) wonderful thank you this is great um this is a delight i am so thrilled to have you uh, on the show and the network again and i just look forward to a very long relationship with you because i know that i am going to learn a tremendous amount so thank you very much mary for taking the time and coming on and and just allowing people to get to know you you're so welcome and thank you for having me on i'm 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 super excited about my show thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another great show from law of attraction talk radio if you'd like to comment on tonight's show send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week